This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. Say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. Amen. Uh, friends, I, I tell you the truth and I lie not. Uh, because I have experienced this over uh, my years as a pastor. You know, a lot of people have become disappointed and disenfranchised uh, because of the name it, claim it culture. You, you just name it and you claim it. They have named it, they have claimed it, and they have gotten nothing. And they are beginning to wonder that this thing is not true. This thing is not real. You know, but our faith is not a thing. Our faith is a relationship. Can somebody say amen to that? Yeah. It's a relationship. The Bible says, uh, without faith, James chapter 2, it says, without faith, it is, no, no James, uh, not James, Hebrews uh, uh, 11. It says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. But James chapter 2, verse 20, it says, faith without works is useless. If I have faith and I don't add my works to my faith, it says my faith is useless. And that is what happens when you name it and claim it and you do nothing. You do nothing but name it and claim it and you wonder why nothing is happening. The word of God is not like voodoo incantations that you, be, you begin to recite incantations and then you expect things to just happen. You know, I've had... Uh, Stories of people that have, I mean, back in the day before I found my feet in Christ, you know, we went to, with my mom, took us to different churches, and they would say, you wake up at midnight, and then you open Psalm 91, and read from verse 1 to this, what on earth is that? <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know, many of us, because of how we grew up, those things make sense to us, but it's not scripture, it's not Christ. You know, I, whatever you don't see as a practice for Christ, you shouldn't seek to do yourself. Praise the Lord. So waking up and uh, reciting some things like it's some sort of incantations is not the way of Christ. I want to say this uh, as we begin this morning, that anything you don't see Jesus do, you shouldn't do. And that's what our scripture of the month tells us. Uh, uh, Colossians chapter 3 Verse 17, it says we must be representatives of Christ. You know, every ambassador, there's no ambassador that speaks for themselves. Anywhere you have an ambassador, when the ambassador is speaking, the ambassador is speaking on the behalf of their home government. So whatever the home country has not made as a policy, the ambassador cannot say it. So you and I, we are ambassadors of Christ. Somebody say I'm an ambassador. Uh, we're ambassadors of Christ. And because we're ambassadors of Christ, we only represent the home office. I don't speak for myself. I don't do what I like. I don't do what I want. I represent the home office. So today, I believe the word God has given me to share with you uh, is going to help. Uh, it should help everybody. But there are one or two persons here today, uh, perhaps you're watching online, 
that I believe God has given me this specific word for you. Amen? So let's open our Bibles to Philippians chapter 4, and I'm going to read from verse 10 to 14. Philippians chapter 4, uh, 10 to 14. If you have the church app, the, uh, the sermon note is already on the app. Say, but I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again. Though you surely did care, but you lacked the opportunity. Now that I speak, not that I speak in regard to need, he's saying I'm not uh, panhandling, I'm not begging uh, for arms. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned that whatever state I am, I've learned to be content. Verse 12. Listen close. He says, I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. It means in lack and in plenty, I'm good. It doesn't affect my nature, my reaction. It doesn't affect me. I, have, I, I, I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Verse 13, which is where we get the scripture, the phrase from. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Nevertheless, you have done well that you shared in my distress. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. This is the 10th month of the year. And we thank God for that. This is Thanksgiving Sunday, the first Sunday in October. And there are many of us that you had such great aspirations, great hopes for the year 2020. Even from the ringtone of it alone, we say oh, 2020 has got to be great. And uh, you are in a place where you are beginning to wonder, can I accomplish anything after all? Uh, you are the one that I'm speaking to today. Because God is able to do what? Exceedingly and abundantly, above all that you may think or ask of him. It means if I can think it, God can surpass it. You didn't hear that. If the thought can cross your mind, God can exceed it. Amen. Amen. So he says he can do exceedingly and abundantly. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. He will do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we may think or ask of him. So when the scripture says, I can do all things, I can do all things, what does that really mean? You know, it is possible to know something but not understand it. Yes, it's possible. There are many scriptures we know because we have memorized, but we don't understand it, so we just recite it. You know, and we expect it like incantation to work but we have no understanding of it. For example, how many people own a computer? You own a laptop. That should, if your hand is down, you're lying. You know, except for children. <laughs> so we all own a laptop, but how many of us know how the laptop, the computer works? No, you, 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 you don't know how it works. Uh, maybe people like Ben or AK, they have, they have a little bit better understanding. That's why if there's a problem, you call people like that and say, ah, A.K., he's my, he's, he's my right-hand man. A.K., there's a problem. In fact, there's a problem. We need to talk after service. There is, really. 
Why? Because they understand the how. I can use the computer. I know how to use it, but I don't understand how it works. And there are many things that we don't understand how they work. Your smartphone and all of those things. You have them, you know them, but you don't know how they work. So what I'd like to do as we come out the door here is let's quickly talk about what I can do all things does not mean. How about that? Number one, the blank there, if you are following in the note, is it is not literal. When it says I can do all things, it is not meant in the literal sense. There are many things you cannot do. Yes, I know you are Holy Ghost filled, tongue talking, you have power, you have all of that, but you can't do everything. You can't do all things. The problem with us is when we read scripture, a lot of times we read scripture out of context, and we want it to do what the scripture did not say, and it's not happening, and you're wondering why. How many of you can fly? You just, you, you just decide, okay, I'm going to Dallas. I, I'm not going to take the aircraft. I'm not going to drive. I, I'm just going to, I fly to Dallas. How many of you can do that? You can't do that. So there's a lot of things we cannot do. So when the scripture says, I can do all things, don't take it in the literal sense. I know that is shaking uh, some of your theology, but it is true. For example, you are not omnipresent. You are only here right now and here. Your mind may wander, but it doesn't mean you are over there. <laughs> Hallelujah. We can only see you in one location at any given time. Even when Jesus was on earth, he was not omnipresent. So what example will you be following by being here and being there? Even demons, demons are not omnipresent. They can move very fast. They can move from here, phew, because there's no distance really in the realm of the spirit. All right? So you are not omnipresent and you are not omnipotent. Amen? There's a lot of things you have power to do, but you cannot do all things. Amen? So we need to understand what the scripture is saying when the scripture says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So you will not be disappointed. First uh, Corinthians chapter 13, 9 and 10, it says, For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. That is giving you a very clear understanding that you don't know everything, so you are not omniscient. You don't have all knowledge. You are limited in knowledge. Amen. I'm limited in knowledge. And when I say you, I'm talking about all of us. <laughs> Amen. We are limited in knowledge. So when it says, I can do all things, you shouldn't understand it to mean in the literal sense. Otherwise, disappointment may follow. Uh, number two. Number two. It is not a cliche. Something we just recite. Oh, I can do all things. I can do. You say so many times that it has lost its value. It's lost its meaning, right? You said it so many times that unfortunately you didn't pause to, to analyze and to internalize that statement, that scripture, for it to become truly a part of your belief system. So you can build faith around it and act upon it. So it's not a cliche. It's not a cliche. Uh, there are so many things we say as Christians, you know, because we have had a pastor tell us those things, you know, the generation we're in now is a generation of sound bites. 
You know, you, you can't sit down for true study. You just need, just give me something. Give me something to work with. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens. That's good enough. I'm out the door. Hallelujah. So what does the scripture mean when it says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? The number one thing you must note there is without the Christ that strengthens you, I can do all things means nothing. Praise the Lord. So when you remove the second part of it through Christ who strengthens me, you don't have anything. Hallelujah. So Christ is the one that enables me and gives me the ability to accomplish stuff beyond what I have imagined I could accomplish myself. I'll give you an example. Many of you may not believe this, uh, but for the longest time, I did not believe that uh, I could be a pastor. You know? So when I was asked to pastor Salvation Center, I said yes because I love God. But I didn't really see myself as a pastor. I just figured after a while, you know, they're going to get somebody else that's going to uh, take over and do the work. You know, for somebody that doesn't believe he's a pastor, I don't think we have done too bad. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know, so there are certain abilities that you have within you that you yourself you are not aware of yet. And as I was thinking about this, one thought that crossed my mind is that I don't believe the people we call geniuses today that in their time when they were alive, they didn't believe they were geniuses themselves. They just did stuff that they, they thought they were able to accomplish. So my challenge for somebody here today is there is no dream that God has put in your heart that you cannot live. Amen. There is no desire that God has planted in your heart that you cannot experience. I want you to understand if God put it in your heart, is able to make it come to pass. The very clear example of in scripture for me is Joseph. When Joseph had the dream that he saw his brothers bowing to him, he was just a little boy. In fact, he was considered a tattle tailor. Someone that was just go and report his brothers to the dad. He was not considered a serious person. He was just a little boy. Someone that tattle tales a lot. That was all they concluded it was, his life was all about. And then he had a dream. And I'm sure there is somebody here today or somebody watching online that you have a dream. You have a dream. Think about all the stuff that Joseph went through. The brothers hated him. They thought to kill him. They threw him in the pit. They pit, dry pit without water. Then they sold him into slavery. And then he was in Potiphar's house. And Potiphar's wife wanted to mess with him. He said, no, I love God too much. I'm not going to mess with you. And then he ended up in prison. Do you know, as bad as everything he went through was, everything he went through was taking him closer to his dream. Hallelujah. If you are going to clap, clap. If you won't clap, don't clap. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Listen to this. Everything you are going through right now, 
everything you are experiencing like obstacles in your way of accomplishing your dream is not to discourage you, is to encourage you to try harder. Amen? You, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Whatever it is God has planted in your heart, you can realize it. You can live that dream. You can make it happen in the name of Jesus. Listen, there's somebody I know about 10 years ago when I knew this person, this individual was a CNA. You know, we say so much, I don't even know what it means. Certified nursing assistant, I think that's what it means. You know, CNA, that's like the bottom rung of nursing career. Ten years ago, a CNA. Over the period of ten years, this individual decided to go back to school. And uh, this individual is not a spring chicken. Went back to school, got a became a registered nurse, then went back to school, <laughs> Uh, got the BSN, then went back to school, got the nurse practitioner, went back to school again. He said, that first nurse practitioner is not good enough. I need a second one in a better paying field. Got a second one in 10 years. In 10 years, their lives were transformed from the very bottom to the very top. Friends, whatever lies the enemy has told you, I want you to wake up today. I want you to wake up. I want you to come alive. And know that what God has said concerning you, you can do what he says you can do. You can become who he says you are. Whatever, whoever God says I am, that is who I am. I may not be living it right now, but that is who I am. It doesn't matter what anybody says. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks. I'm on a journey going somewhere about to happen. Hallelujah. So I want to... I want to share three things with you very quickly. Three things very quickly to help you understand what I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, what it really means. Number one, number one, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me tells you that Satan has no power over you. Many people are paralyzed because they have refused to take responsibility for their lives. A lot of people are happy to blame something outside of themselves for their failure in life. A lot of people have chosen that the reason I'm not making it is because there is nobody to help me. As true as that may sound, you are responsible for your life. Hallelujah. And you have the king of kings. Hallelujah. You have the Lord of Lords, hallelujah. You have the I am that I am living within you. The Bible says greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. <laughs> Satan has nothing on you. First John chapter 3 verse 8, First John chapter 3 verse 8. He said, but when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil. Who has been sinning since the beginning? But listen to this. This is what God is saying to you. And if you can't receive it, that's okay. He's saying it to me. He said, <laughs> he said, but the Son of God. Let's read it together. But the Son Wait, wait, wait. The way you are reading is not good. Read confidently. Yeah, read confidently. It's not a trick, anything. Let's go. But concerning you, the works of the devil are already destroyed. 
what is hindering you is not the devil. You and I, we are the greatest hindrance to our progress. Because of your belief systems. Because of what you have told yourself. He says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What does that mean? Satan has nothing on you. The Bible says the very fact that you have accepted the sacrifice of Christ, what does that mean? It means what God, what Jesus did, what he accomplished on the cross is a right for you to claim. And what did he do? He destroyed the works of the devil. So there is no jazz anywhere. There is no voodoo anywhere. Hallelujah. For those that are in Christ Jesus, know who you are. Hallelujah. No devil, no devil, no devil created, imagined, can stop you from becoming what God has created you to be. Why? Because Jesus already destroyed. Not the work, the works. Every kind of work that the devil can do to hinder you, Jesus already destroyed it. Many of us lack understanding. A lot of people in their prayer, 75% of the time they are binding the devil. He's bound. His works are destroyed. Concerning you, the bloodline has been drawn. The devil cannot cross the bloodline. The bloodline is drawn. The blood of Jesus. Jesus victoriously on the cross, he did it for you and I. So stop excusing yourself because of the devil. Because the devil has nothing on you. Oh, you didn't believe it. The devil has nothing on me. Number two. Number two. So number one is Satan has no power over you. Number two, you are an overcomer. On the cross, Jesus conquered the devil. He defeated the devil. That is why as he hung on the cross in his last breath, the last moment, he said what? It is finished. It is done. It is completed. The price is paid. And it is paid in full. Hallelujah. Let me help you understand this. For my 50th birthday, you gave me a car. With that car, I remember uh, Brother Ayo. Brother Ayo was the one that presented me with the title. Or they mailed it, something, whatever. I was given the title. Sir, from the day that car was given to me, nobody has come to tell me anything. Say, you owe us money. If you want to know how this works, uh, don't do it. I'm just telling you how it works. (laughs) If you don't pay your car note for two, three months, you will know the meaning of debt paid in full because the owners will come for their stuff. You think, oh, my car, my brand new car, I love driving my car. Just don't pay the note. You will know who owns the car. I praise the Lord. The price is paid in full. And because Jesus paid the price in full, I am an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. John chapter 16, verse 33. Listen close. John 16, 33, the Bible says, Jesus speaking to his disciples, said, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Some, oh, man, look at your neighbor. Be my extension. Say, be of good cheer. 
cheer up, cheer up, tell them cheer up, cheer up, cheer up. He said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I have what? Overcome the world. If Jesus has overcome the world, and I'm in him, and he's in me, guess what? I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world and everything attached to it. I am what? An overcomer. I am an overcomer. A lot of what we call spiritual warfare, things that makes us happy. Oh, I banned the devil. It, just, it makes us feel accomplished. So you leave the place of prayer sweating. Say, yeah, I dealt with the devil today. Jesus dealt with the devil already. You, you're just wasting time. All that time, give thanks to the Lord. Thank Jesus for the things he already accomplished on your behalf. Am I denying the existence of demonic influences and all? Absolutely not. But that is not your place to focus on. If you are working right with God. 1 John 3, 8 that we read, he said, he said some people continue sinning. He said, and the devil is the one that has always sinned from the beginning. So if you are continuing to relish and flourish in sin, it means you are in the camp of the devil. But if you are with Christ, if you are in Christ, oh man. The Bible says, my life is hid in Christ and Christ in God. Do you believe that? Do you have any understanding of that? If that were true, why are you so afraid of the devil? Think about it. Because before he can get to you, he has to first of all deal with God. If you have need... (laughs) If you have need for stuff in my stomach, he said, we're going to extract the food you ate this morning. Well, there are many ways to do it, but one of the ways is you have to first of all cut me open, then you cut open my stomach, and then you go in my stomach and remove the content. That is kind of what it is. I'm in Christ. Christ is in God. Anything that is going to touch me will first of all have to overcome God and then overcome Jesus before I am exposed. Hallelujah. Not unless, of course, I walk out of Jesus and I walk out of God. And then I'm exposed by myself. Then I have to bind the devil. (laughs) I have need to bind the devil. Hallelujah. 1 John chapter 5, 4 and 5. The Bible says, (laughs) you know, if we will only read scriptures. He said, every child of God defeats the evil world. Is it majority? Is it the pastors and the ministers and the church leaders and the church elders? Every child of God. How many children of God do we have in the house this morning? Shout hallelujah. If you are a child of God, say every child of God defeats this evil world. And we can achieve this victory through our faith. Hallelujah. Number three, very quickly. There's a video I want to show us before we wrap it up this morning. You have victory over the enemy already. When he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, is assuring you that you already have the victory over the enemy. 
So you should be able to launch out in that confidence and do whatever it is God has laid on your heart to do. Philippians chapter 2, 9 through 11. It says, therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus. Hello. 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 At the name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus. Every knee should bow. In heaven, on earth, and underneath the earth. It means at any level. Because I'm in Christ, when I declare in the name of Jesus, everything must bow. Everything must respond. It says, and it doesn't matter where they are. Whether they're in the heavens, whether they're on earth, or they're underneath the earth, wherever they are located, because I am in him, and he's in me, in the name of Jesus, every name must bow. And not only that, every tongue must confess. So the stuff that are working against you, you just give them the command and be at rest and let the rest play itself out. Whatever is seemingly not responding is because things are working their way out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Remember Joseph? He had to go through all of that. But every step of the way, he was getting close to his Destiny being realized. Every step, there were tribulation. He wasn't having fun. He became a slave, but it was taking him closer to his goal in life. It was taking him closer to his goal in life. So don't despise where you are right now. It's all part of the training to get you to where you need to be. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to wrap it up with this, with this thought. Listen to this. Isaiah 8, 11, and 12. Isaiah 8, 11, and 12, if you are here for Holy Ghost Night, you'll remember this. It says, the Lord has given me a strong warning not to think like everyone does. I'm not making it up. It's scripture. He said, God is giving us a strong warning. Do not think like everyone else. When they say, he's coming, he's coming, say, what is it? Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Oh, we are in Christ Jesus. Like Jesus is in this equation. It may not be in your equation, but it's in my equation. He said, ah, we all need to be, we'll, we'll be what? In Jesus' name, be still. You need to be at peace with yourself. He said, don't, don't, a strong one, don't think like everyone else does. And he said, verse 2, watch this. Don't call everything a conspiracy. Oh, they have ganged up against me. The reason I'm not getting the promotion is because the manager and the manager of my manager and the boss of the boss of my boss and my colleague and everybody, they have conspired. Nobody's comparing me. Nothing. They can't. They can't. If they stop you now, it's because God is holding you on for the next level over that is better than the one you are looking for. Read the scripture. Just read the scripture. He said, don't call everything a conspiracy like they do. And don't live in dread of what frightens them. I know as the Lord lives, I will make it. I know it. I know as the Lord lives, 
I will not die. I will live to declare the glory of the Lord in the land of the living. I know. I know. I know. I know. Many of us don't have understanding of scripture. So the soundbite we receive, we run with the soundbite. And because there's no understanding behind the soundbite, when trouble comes, we cannot stand. He said, ah, <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't, no, please, don't, don't. Let, let, me, let me wrap it up, let me wrap it up, uh, because of time. There's a quote, and I put it, the link in the app. There's a quote by Michael Jordan. But before I get to that, listen to this. I said successful people are those who have mastered failure. One of the reasons some people are not daring to do anything great is because they don't want to fail. If you can't fail, you can't succeed. Successful people are those that have what? Mastered failure. Hallelujah. Listen to what Michael Jordan said. He said, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. We know him as one of the greats. He said, in my career, I missed 9,000 shots. That's a lot. I've lost almost 300 games. I bet you didn't know that. All you just know is the best basketball player. But he said, I missed 9,000 shots. I, missed, I, I, I lost 300 games. And 26 times, watch this. 26 times, my team trusted me to make the winning shot, and I missed it 26 times. Go and check it. I put the link to it, so it's not me saying, and it's a verified source. This is a Forbes uh, quote. He said, 26 times, the deciding shot, he rested on me, but I missed it 26 times. But it didn't stop him from being the best. Yes, you may have failed, you need to try again. You only become a failure when you refuse to try again. Hallelujah. That I tried and I missed it. Well, I learned something how not to do it. Hallelujah. I'm going to play a video for you. And as you watch this video, the question I want to ask you is what is your excuse? I was taking an accessibility uh, course at work and I saw this video. And I'm like, oh my God, what is my excuse? In fact, one of the videos that I saw, I saw a blind, blind man, skin. Blind man, skin. I'm like, I have my two eyes, I can see clearly. I cannot, if I wouldn't care. <laughs> you know, anything that puts you on balance and is moving you without you having control, I don't like it. I can move the car because I know I can press the brake. But I'm just sliding. I don't like those type of things. Are you ready? The video. We hope you've been blessed by this message. We encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. For more information, visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org.